0: As you may know, if you're a regular listener, I am a convert to the Catholic faith. So I'm constantly learning new and fascinating things about Catholicism, specifically about Catholic culture. For instance, a few years ago was the first time I'd heard the threefold synopsis of the laity's role in the Catholic Church, pray, pay, and obey. I'll tell you my impression of it coming up next. helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with
1: Patrick Conley.
0: Welcome to The Inner Life, kicking off another hour of on-air and online spiritual direction to help you along your way of living out your faith today. I'm your host, Patrick Conley. So have you heard this before, that the lay faithful are charged with three responsibilities to pray, to pay, and to obey? It's difficult to say how much this mentality was promoted and how much it became ingrained amongst, say, mid-20th century American Catholics. It probably varied from diocese to diocese. Now, I will admit that there's a kernel of truth in it. Well, as laity, we absolutely have to pray. Prayer is the very air we breathe as intentional disciples of Jesus. It also falls upon us to carry out the corporal works of mercy, and to help support the material needs of our parish. So in those ways, we are also obligated to pay. And our fulfillment, our happiness, as communities, as families, and as individuals, it only ever comes from obeying the Lord's will for our lives. But, Quite frankly, that's about as far as I can speak positively about the phrase. To summarize the role of the laity as pray, pay, and obey is, I think, a vast misrepresentation of Jesus' vision for the members of his mystical body. It oversimplifies, minimizes, and frankly quenches the work of the Holy Spirit. Well, thankfully, the Second Vatican Council did a lot of good work in helping to clarify and encourage the true role of the laity in the church. And that clarifying and encouraging work has been expanded upon and it continues to broaden to this day. Still, there remains some confusion as to what we, the laity, are called to, what our rights and duties are as members of the church. Well, today on the program, we hope to address that more fully as we explore the role and call of lay men and women in the church today. Let's say hello to our conversation guide for the hour. Our spiritual director today is Father Michael Martin. Father Mike is a conventual Franciscan priest and the pastor of St. Philip Benizi in Jonesboro, Georgia. Welcome back, Father Mike. Good to have you with us again.
1: Patrick, great to be with you. And um, I, I, I cannot uh, overemphasize the uh, the death of pray, pay, and obey enough. <laughs> Not only
0: should we Amen, Father. should we
1: stick a fork in it, but uh, most Catholics uh, did long ago. So we, <laughs> yeah. it's gone. It's gone. Well,
0: good, good. Well, as I said, I'm still learning about these uh, Catholic cultural <laughs> pieces. But uh, when I first heard it, I I, I got to say it wasn't with uh, I didn't relish it. Let's just put it that way. Right? Well done. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, that's what we're talking about today, and. Um, Well, you know, it is, let's start with our Saint of the Day. It's St. Francis de Sales Feast Day today, and um, he's important for the laity. Why is he important for the lay faithful?
1: Yeah, you know, he really was a a pivotal player uh, in beginning to help uh, the church realize that sanctity and holiness um, and, and the call to it, wasn't something that was just limited to uh, priests and religious and the hierarchy. And um, you know, and so trying to engage the, the lay faithful uh, in, in a deeper relationship with Christ is really a hallmark of Francis de Sales and uh, his, his ability to, and during a challenging time, 17th century, um, Post-Reformation, or in the midst of the Reformation, really trying to, you know, reach out in uh, in Geneva uh, to a, a really fractured uh, Christian population to try and help the faithful to realize the important role that they play in the life of the church and coming to embrace their own uh, their own call to holiness. And his written works. Um, uh, the introduction to the devout life really begins to lay the groundwork for believers to be able to say, "I can do this. I can do this." Yeah. That you know, it's not just obey, pray, and and pay. It's it's about engaging with Christ in a uh, in a powerful journey that. Um, that should mark the, the totality of our lives. So fortuitous that we're uh, we're celebrating him today.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and a great read. We'll have to put that in the show notes to a link to that book, Introduction to the Devout Life. Excuse me, if you've not read it, very very worthwhile reading. There. Well, let's uh, maybe turn our attention a little bit. Well, uh, first of all, let's just start out. Let's clarify here for a moment. Um, definition of layperson. What is what is a layperson, Father?
1: Sure. I, you know, I, I hate to define people by what they're not, mm-hmm. but uh, in this instance, it, it's, it's helpful uh, a little bit. All of us um, are baptized uh, as uh, the laity. I mean, that's the first sacrament that, you know, that we all receive, and, um, and we all share in that, uh, in that role until such a time as we may be called to another state in life uh, in particular, uh, to uh, to religious life or to uh, the ordained ministry. So, um, the the laity is something that all of us have experienced. Um, it's just that uh, then some of us are are called into uh, a different manifestation of our living out of uh, the following of Jesus, either as um, people who are um, committed religious uh, or uh, people who are uh, are in the uh, ordained state. It's even interesting that uh, religious, um, in in some instances, are also still considered part of the laity. So you got there's a little bit of a di- kind of an interesting distinction uh, there as well. But I think it, for the most part, it differentiates uh, those who are ordained from. Uh, all of the rest of the faithful. So I, again, I, I've tried to stay away from terms that say what people are not, but sure. um, uh, but that's probably our simplest understanding.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but of course um, we have to emphasize that uh, it's not like the sacrament of baptism, and, and especially when you add confirmation on top of it, it's not like those sacraments are, uh, are, you know, meaningless. They actually define yeah, us. Yeah. yeah, right, right. They define us as laity and they, those are what kind of give us our marching orders, aren't they?
1: Absolutely. And I think that's where, you know, we were talking about Francis de Sales and, and this shift that he really sort of began that then was picked up pretty powerfully, um, by the, the second Vatican council to help reaffirm the truth that, um, that was, I think, much more prevalent in the, in the apostolic age, um, first three centuries of Christianity, when uh, maybe there were fewer distinctions uh, around who was responsible for uh, the devout life, who was responsible for the apostolic mission. Um, and, and so th- what, what I think has transpired over time was that um, only those in holy orders we're able to do X, Y, and Z, and we're knowledgeable enough to do this and that. And so the rest of us would just pray, pay, and uh, and obey. Uh, and yet now um, we we realize that baptism and confirmation are, you know, the, the fullness of relationship with Christ uh, that we can have here on earth. And and so living into that is the responsibility of every uh, every believer
0: right right our spiritual director today father mike martin and he is with us to help us to explore the call of the laity what are you called to as a lay person do you have a do you have a good sense of what god is calling to you to as a lay person and how do you live that out how do you exercise your role in the church maybe how do you share that faith with others as part of your living out your baptism and confirmation uh, vows, but also the graces that have been given you there. Give us a call and join the conversation. Our toll free studio number here at The Inner Life is 888 914 It is sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters, by the way. 888 Our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com. Well, let's turn our attention to uh, the time right around the Second Vatican Council, um, some of the documents they're in and that have followed on uh, since then. Specifically, I mean, I guess we need to, what we should emphasize if we're talking about the role of the laity, the document uh, Apostolicum Actuositatum, if I'm saying that correctly, uh, promulgated by (laughs) uh, Pope Paul VI, St. Paul VI. um, And this was back in 1965. Um, and he says, for once, for instance, one of the things he says therein, Father, is our own times require of the laity no less zeal. In fact, modern conditions demand that their apostolate, the apostolate of the laity, be broadened and intensified. So what is he getting at there? What does it mean that the role of the lady should be broadened and intensified?
1: Well, I think um, uh, St. Paul VI really understood the trajectory that the modern world had taken away from a, a a world where the church was the epicenter of all that took place. And as a result of that, um, he saw, as did the, um, the council fathers understood, that um, we have got to help address a much bigger world than there has ever been. And, and that's obviously just more of a... Um, understanding of how the, the world had gotten far more complicated, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but the, that the progress of secularization in uh, in the modern world had removed the life of Christ from the uh, everyday life of most believers. And so, uh, it, and, and what had happened was, and still today, you know, that uh, the life of Christ was relegated to a part of my day. You can imagine in an agrarian uh, uh, culture where, you know, you, you are so reliant on on God's grace through, you know, the, through the weather and, and you know, the, the goodness of the crop, you know, that every day you labor in the field, your awareness of God's presence and God's blessing is, you know, is absolute. Whereas, as we become more of a mechanistic uh, uh, civilization, that becomes less and less connected. And so, what Paul the year is saying is that that those modern conditions demand demand that we bring Christ into that that mechanism, whatever that might be. And that's where it may not be as evident as it may have been. To the farmer in the field. And so that's the, uh, the segue into the modern world that in fact for many believers, especially here in the United States where we have this ridiculous concept of separation from yeah. you know uh, my, my spiritual life and the rest of my life, Right. That, you know, Paul Six is calling that out and saying, no, no. In fact, it's just the opposite. It's got to be broadened and intensified. I think that that word intensified is is so um, uh, relevant and and, and important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a it's a fantastic point um, there, Father, that we're if we're talking about that, that there is there is to be no uh, separation, no compartmentalization, if you will. Uh, between faith and, and uh, the other parts of our life, our professional life, our family life. And if anything, it needs to be permeated by our faith and guided and instructed by the Holy Spirit in those times. i tell you what, let's take a phone call now, Father. We've got Adrian calling in from Los Angeles. Adrian, welcome to the program.
2: Hello, hello.
3: thank you for taking my call.
0: Yeah, you got it. Uh,
3: yeah, I was just saying, I just uh, threw on the radio right now, and uh, I drive for Uber here in Los Angeles And, you know, I just kind of made it a point that I was going to talk about Jesus and my faith kind of no matter what. But it hasn't been so much um, talking to people about it, just kind of opening the conversation. And people are more willing to talk about it than we think. Um, You know, I just gave a a ride to a 26-year-old young man that took in his father to his one-bedroom apartment and his two siblings. His father was homeless for a while. And... I mean it's just a just an incredible story that this that this young man has, but he shared that that space and just looking up in the sky gives him anxiety because all of the scientific understandings that we know about this world, but without it being rooted in a creator and without, you know, the knowledge of god be, us being in the palm of God's hand. I mean, yeah, it can be absolutely terrifying, but you know, it's the final attack of good and evil in the family, just attack this young man. His mom dying at eighteen, and but now he's, you know, uh, just want to really send some prayers um, uh, to, to him, and, and just uh, told him, you know, keeping all my passengers and, and my prayers and their families, and you know, just kind of uh, inviting those in secular spaces to uh, talk about, you know, Jesus and our faith more openly than we might be comfortable with at this time.
1: Adrian, w- w- awesome way of taking you know the the challenge of the the gospel and then as it's been put before us again by the the second vatican council you know taking that to heart and saying i can do this wherever i am and the the beauty of an uber driver is it's in lots of different places with lots of different people and so the fact of your openness to say okay how can i do this even if even if you don't say a word you know, the spirit with which you uh, carry out that apostolate or as you're driving, you know, to be praying for that person, even if they say don't say a word, they don't share, you know, a, a, a single thing about their story, about their life um, to be able to to in as you're driving to say, Lord, send out your blessings upon this person. You know, th- there's so many ways and you're you're nailing it by being creative and saying, I will not let my life be truncated, but rather my faith is going to permeate the totality of my life wherever I go with whomever I come in contact. And so way to go in terms of seeing that it's not some imposition of you know your, your belief on someone else. It's rather comes from the heart of who you see yourself as and how you understand the world and how you believe God's presence is real in that car ride. What an awesome witness to the very thing that this quote that we just used from Paul VI, as well as, you know, the, the gospel itself, I think, is is really trying to, to uh, communicate to us. Spot on, Adrian. Way to go, man. I can't wait to come out to L.A. and... Um, get an uber ride and hopefully get, get you as my driver yeah, that's right that's right that'd
0: be great salt of the earth and light of the world there adrian love it brother Amen. thank you so much for for uh exactly the witness that testimony of how you're living out your call as a layman there in la grateful that you're there and grateful that you called in to the inner life thank you so much for doing that we're talking about the role and the call of the laity today here on the program um father just one more question before we uh, hit our first break here um one of the things that uh, Paul the Sixth said uh, as well in in Apostolicum Actua Citatum is uh, to the laity are called to renew the temporal order, and I think Adrian's call kind of lends itself to that, isn't it? I mean, isn't that part of parcel of what it means to renew the temporal order of being the presence of Christ in these places?
1: Absolutely, and and just you know go to the regular recitation of the Our Father, which mm. where we where we pray constantly for God's kingdom to come. And that kingdom coming, the creation of the kingdom that we're co-creators with God of creating his kingdom here on earth, that that requires a renewal of the of the way in which the world functions. Again, we're not called to be, you know, to be molded by the world. We're we're called to transform. We're called to renew the world, the temporal order. And there are so many ways in which the laity only the laity can do that i can't do that i'm not a banker Mm -hmm. i'm not a politician i'm not you know any, any i'm not a bricklayer all of the ways in which the world works it works because lay faithful are there doing that work and if they do it in a way that's rooted in in christ and in the 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 message of the gospel then then we have renewed the face of the earth, then we have made the kingdom come in this moment. Such a powerful and, and truly underappreciated dynamic of the call of baptism. And in particular, the, the call of confirmation, that, that renewal of the temporal order is, and we see what happens when, when we're not doing that. We see the social sin that takes place everywhere everywhere in every place on this this earth where you know sin you know is abounding but we know that God God empowers us so that grace can abound all the more
0: amen father michael martin a uh, conventual franciscan priest is our spiritual director today we're talking about the call and confirmed Christian, Catholic in the world today. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for that great, encouraging, and inspiring call, Adrian. And if you have a way of encouraging and inspiring others as well with what you do with your call, with God's call on your life, we'd love to hear from you. 888-914-9149 888 Give us a call at 888-914-9149 Our email address if you'd prefer life at RelevantRadio.com We'd love to saturate the airwaves With all kinds of testimonies About how the Holy Spirit is moving And working amongst His people In the world today So again, 888-914-9149 We're going to take our first break But more of your phone calls And our conversation on the call of the laity With Father Michael Martin Right after this Thanks to our sponsor, the University of Dallas, the Catholic University for independent thinkers. UD's rigorous liberal arts education forms the mind and nourishes the soul to produce graduates who renew our culture. Find out more and access a free guide on choosing a college at relevantradio.com slash UDallas. On RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app. So glad you could join us today. Well, hey, you know, uh, if you are not getting Father Rocky's Eucharistic Encounter videos in your inbox, let me encourage you. Right after this show, or right after uh, the Holy Sacrament of the Mass, which comes up next here on Relevant Radio, just take a take a couple seconds. Go over and sign up to receive that at relevantradio.com slash encounter. Um, tell some fascinating stories in and around the Eucharist, serving there to help you in your devotion to the Eucharist. Today, hear about a priest who heard a man's confession while having a heart attack. Yeah, you heard me right. Hearing a confession while having a heart attack. Yeah, go over to U- relevantradio.com slash encounter. Check it out and sign up to receive these really inspirational videos every week. Well, we're talking today about the call of the laity here on the program today with our spiritual director, Father Mike Martin. And uh, there's so many good things to go about. Speaking of the Eucharist, Father, of course, the Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life. Um, That's not just for clergy, of course. That's for all of us, um, intentional disciples of Jesus. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, a line from Sacrosanctum Concilium that the laity are called to full, active, and conscious participation at Mass. And it seems like when I ask some folks anyway, what do you think that means? They say, well, I suppose that means if I'm being an altar server, if I'm proclaiming the word, or if I'm an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion. But uh, I think there was something else in mind there. Can you, you want to talk a little bit about that? What does full, active, and conscious participation at Mass as a layperson mean?
1: Yeah, Patrick, uh, you you may regret um, asking that question because that, that like just presses a, you know a, a master switch uh, on me. <laughs> I, I I mean we could we could do about six episodes just on <laughs> full active and conscious participation. But you know it it what what really um, it it should not be um, a mystery to us that there's dramatic connection between the way. Uh, we as faithful followers of Jesus, the way we worship and then the way that we live our lives uh, in, you know, out in the temporal order, you know, out in the world. That when I sit as a spectator uh, at, at mass or at a liturgical service and, um, and sort of absorb uh, as, as sort of like, a, you know, I go in kind of with an empty cup and, and expect my cup to be filled.
0: I tell you what, what we might do here is just to try to get these technological issues worked out is we're going to take an early break here. So let's go to break and we'll come back and hopefully get everything ironed out. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more of the inner life right after this. Thanks to our sponsor, the University of Dallas, the Catholic University for Independent Thinkers. UD's rigorous liberal arts education forms the mind and nourishes the soul to produce graduates who renew our culture. Find out more and access a free guide on choosing a college at RelevantRadio.com UDallas.
1: Welcome back to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Join the conversation at 888-914-9149.
0: Hopefully things have worked out. We did say uh, quite a few prayers there during that early break. We're just having some technical difficulties, but uh, yeah, we're rolling back with it. The inner life. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to our producer, Nick Centovich, who's uh, being helped out today by Mike White and Lee Dupre. And also Thomas Angus are taking your phone calls today. We're talking with our spiritual director, Father Michael Martin, a conventional Franciscan priest and pastor of St. Philip Benicia in Jonesboro, Georgia, about the call and role of the laity. All right. So, Father, I'm sorry that we had to cut in there, but uh, I want to go back to what we were talking about. We were talking about the full, active and conscious participation of the laity at Mass. And you were just expounding and uh, on host versus guest and and that sort of thing. Um, so if you can pick it up right around there, that would be great.
1: Of course, that's assuming I remember what I was saying. So that's a little. Indeed, indeed. And a yeah. seminary class, I had a seminary classmate who who used to you know if you said something like oh I forgot what I was going to say, he would say it must have been a lie. So I hope that I'm, <laughs> uh, my 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 responses here are, aren't uh, the Lord telling me to just shut your mouth. But really, the 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 challenge here is around um, uh, participation in the life of the church. Think about it that way. You know, where it should be full active and conscious participation in the liturgy, and full active, uh, partic- and conscious participation. In the you know the apostolic life of the church, and either you're a you're a guest or you're a host, and so you know the the challenge for all of us is to move from guest to host. That all of us begin to see ourselves as responsible for what's what's happening here, co-responsible with the Holy Spirit. And the more we uh, take a more passive guest approach. Um, the less likely we are to be ready to respond like a couple weeks ago at Sunday's Liturgy, you know with Jeremiah, Here I am, Lord, send me, you know here I am. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready for full conscious and active participation.
0: Yeah, okay, very good. Um, well I, I do I do appreciate that and knowing that we are we are called, we are invited by the Lord to participate fully and actively and consciously at mass each and every mass we are we are blessed to attend. Um, Yeah. Do that. We are, we are invited to that. Is it just a tremendous thing that I think requires a lot of reflection on our part as laity as well. I tell you what, father, there's another phone call coming in that I think might, um, might tie in with this pretty, pretty well. Uh, So let's call Let's go to Joe calling in from Arizona. Joe, welcome.
4: Good morning. Thank you for having me on the show
0: yeah welcome. Hello? what do you got yeah, for you?
4: Um, <clears throat> what I got for you two roles. one is ushering and ushering at the mass a lot of times. I've been doing it for several years. you kind of you can kind of spot out you know the the people who are visiting and stuff, and I try to be that engagement agent, you know, uh, especially where you know they may say I haven't been to church in a while. i I, you know, and all that, and I'll tell them, Hey, uh, you know, you need to go to confession. We have confession. You're back in the club. If you're, you're Catholic and, uh, you haven't been to confession in a while, you're going to make the priest's day. Uh, if you, uh, do that. Also doing ministry of care once a week, bringing the Holy Eucharist to people's homes and in the, um, in the, uh, Um, in the nursing home or the home setting where they're homebound, I can tell you the Holy Spirit jumps on board with me and helps me to be able to tell what happened at the Mass where I got the consecrated host and relay all that. And I think that that's how we also engage and evangelize through our actions.
1: Joe, thanks so much for, uh, number one, For sharing uh, and witnessing that you see your call to serve uh, as part and parcel of everything that's going on uh, at the Eucharist. And for, I think, the way in which you then probably go out and try and do the same thing uh, in the world, you know, that the same attitude that you have towards people that you see who might be there for the first time or just being friendly to those that you uh, that you're ushering um, that you, you want to then that, that spirit that you have transcends just that awesome moment of the celebration of the Eucharist and then you know the masses you know go go out and do this out in the world and it really just sounds like you're you're taking the, the connection between the two very seriously.
0: Hmm. Sure does, Joe. Great story. Great uh, testimony to how you're living out your call as a layperson too. Thanks for the call. Thanks for calling into the Inner Life. We are looking for testimony stories about how you're living out your life and your call as a layperson in the church today. Give us a call at eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine. Again, eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine, or send us an email, Inner Life at Relevant radio.com. Father, we did have a nice email come in from Monica who says, I work as a nurse and I always make it a point to ask my patients if they believe in God. If they are Christian or Catholic and, or are open to prayer, I will pray with them. I also love to play, pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet um, uh, for those who are dying. Recently, I've been more proactive in getting priests to come to bless my patients and give uh, last rites, give yeah the the uh, apostolic blessing, are, and it's been so powerful, she says, and beautiful to be saving souls. I mean, this is just an, yet another example of living out the call of the laity in the world today.
1: Yeah, Monica, way to go, and and just the creativity. That's see, that's what the what I think. Too often, people um, you know who are being a little more passive in this regard just don't think that they. Well, what am I? What can I possibly do? You know, we've heard from Adrian and we've heard from Joe and we've heard from Monica. These are folks, they're just like all of us. They're out there doing, you know, the regular work of life and they're trying to really touch the temporal order that this is the way that healthcare can be a, a greater blessing. One of the things, and you know, it might sound uh, inconsequential, but um, when I'm in a store or, you know, any, anytime I'm greeting someone, you know, not in a ministerial setting, when I say goodbye, I always say, have a blessed day. I make a point to say, have a blessed day. And you would be amazed at the number of people who share that vision of life and say, praise God, or they'll say, may Jesus bless you as well. You know, like it's, it's almost like code, amongst believers and for the maybe for those who aren't believers it's not it's not in any way offensive it's rather a statement uh, of belief and so i i think that's the those are the the more i think concrete and simple ways that we can change the temporal order and and bring the good news to the world way to go monica you know i, I don't want to be in your hospital, but if I were, (laughs) I would be blessed by your, uh, by your presence.
0: (laughs) It would be, it would be a a good thing, right? To to encounter another believer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, thank you, Monica. Thank you for the email. Again, our email address, if you want to send us an email about how you're living out your call as a lay person in the world today, at com. Uh, let's talk a little bit about formation, Father. Uh, formation for the lay faithful is uh, is seen, obviously it's very important. Um, again, the formation for the apostolate presupposes a certain human and well-rounded formation adapted to the natural abilities and conditions. Of each lay person, well informed about the modern world, the lay person should be a member of his own community and adjusted to its culture. So again, this is this seems to me to be ringing of uh, salt of the earth, light of the world type of stuff. But we need to be prepared, informed for this as well. What does that mean? Yeah,
1: great, uh, great question. And and too often, the answer becomes, well, Father, you've got to preach about that more from the pulpit. You know, you've got to. That's how, you know, we're all going to be formed. And, you know, no, that's not how we're, I mean, certainly it's a formative moment without a doubt, but it's, it's eight to 10 minutes a week that, you know, that is not formation uh, in in its fullest sense. The other though, is that not feeling that I have to, you know, take seminary classes in order to be formed. You know, I think that we 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 fail to appreciate the formative dynamic of the holy spirit who is at work in our lives whenever we call upon him and that Mm -hmm. has to be the the first step has to be continuously calling upon uh, the spirit of the lord to be with us and to transform our minds and hearts um without without the holy spirit you know we're a clanging gong or you know or you know we're we're, we're not really doing uh, we're not moving the needle certainly and so uh, sure can we listen to relevant radio absolutely can we read any of the wonderful zillion great resources on the on the internet that are free absolutely we can can we you know there there have been so many wonderful media Modes. I know somebody, so many people that are doing, you know, uh, a Bible in a year, or you know, the, the, any of a number of the different apps that are out there. Um, there's so much goodness out there that can help to form us. But you know, when you're spending, you know, two and a half hours on social media, and you, you know, you can't quite understand how you don't get any time to do anything in terms of your faith formation. You know, go figure. And if you think, or if we think, any of us thinks that those activities aren't counterformational, counterformational to the reign of God, we're kidding mm. ourselves. Mm. And that, and so part of the formation dynamic has to be an honest uh, self-assessment of what I've got to remove from my life that it is detracting. From my ability to be be formed by Christ, because I'm being formed by uh, cable news, I'm being formed by social media. No, I want to be formed by Christ, and that comes not in those those other venues. And the, you know, to say, oh, I can, I don't need to worry. You know, I, I'm above all that. I can watch it and not be phased by it. Yeah, right. Good luck with that. Let, let me know how that works out. <laughs> let me know how yeah, that goes yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right, y- right. Y- you're unique, if that's the case, because yeah. it doesn't work that way for most everybody else.
0: Yeah, kind of lending some support to that is a quote that I have here in front of me from Cristoforo Laici. So this is St. John Paul II back in 1988, um, and this is this is the more I reflect on this, the more profound it becomes. He writes, "The fundamental objective of the formation of the lay faithful." So why do we do what we do in formation is an ever clearer discovery of one's vocation and the ever greater willingness to live it so as to fulfill one's mission, which I think is fantastic. And he goes on to write, God calls me and sends me forth as a laborer in his vineyard. He calls me and sends me forth to work for the coming of his kingdom in history. Oh, my gosh. Can (laughs) Can we just put that above our doors or on our bathroom mirrors or somewhere just to remind us that every time we're stepping, well, not, even stepping out of our house, even within our houses that we're working for the coming of his kingdom in history. That's Amen. a pretty, t- that's a pretty, uh, wonderful, wonderful call. Yeah. Let's go back to the phones. We've got Joe calling in from Lake forest, Illinois. Joe, I thank- Joe, thanks for calling into the inner life. Thanks for joining us this morning.
5: Uh, good morning. Uh, just, uh, as I said earlier to you, to the gentleman that picked up, um, you know, I think that you, we talk about lay becoming more involved. Um, I think it's. I think what um, what we discovered at St. Mary's, anyway, is that, you know, there was a need for men to come together. Um, we determined that there were a number of men that wanted to come together to pray on a regular basis, and um, we were fortunate enough to um, a couple of gentlemen to spearhead a uh, prayer service that we host every other Wednesday morning at 6:30 a.m. And um, you know the, the the thing about it is again, it's it's the lay stepping forward, but we've got between twelve and twenty men that appear um at church at six thirty am. Uh, we pray we have a deacon who brings communion. um it's just it's turned out to be very successful and um again, it's that that sensing that there's a need um stepping forward as a lady and then listening to, the Holy Spirit pushing us to get it done. And that's what we did. So um, I just wanted to share that with uh, with the
1: uh, group. Joe, thank you so much. I mean, really talk about initiative, you know, that um, realizing that we don't have to wait for father or sister or, you know, some uh, parish staff member to do the the organizing. You know, we, we have just the the law of large numbers, You know what I'm saying? Like there are a bajillion lay faithful who can do so much more than the few of us who are, you know, in uh, in professional ministry, if you want to call it, or for those of us who are uh, or who are ordained. So for the initiative that you and some of your friends took to say, hey, we don't, you know, we've got this location, we've got the the, you know, we're Confirmed members of the faithful, we can do this. And what's really exciting, you can imagine, is that every other Wednesday and other days as well, when guys leave that prayer moment and then go out into sell real estate or uh, to their dental office or to, uh, you know, whatever they do, that they go there different. They're different people because of the encounter that is shared. You know, it's not just an encounter with Christ, it's an encounter shared with Christ. And that, Mm -hmm. I think, is is the power of that kind of small group uh, initiative, which I think, as it was in the apostolic period, I think is at the heart of ongoing renewal in the church today.
0: Amen to that. Joe, thank you. Great testimony on how you're living out your call as a layman in the church today. If you have ways in which you're living out your call as a layperson in the church, give us a call. That's what we're talking about today, the call and the role of the laity, 888-914-9149. Our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com Let's stick with the phone calls. Alex calling in from Madison, Wisconsin. Alex, welcome to the program.
6: Hi, good morning. Um, I just wanted to share a little, hopefully I'll keep it brief. I work in a scientific laboratory and it's a lot of like younger people who, you know, it seems like most of them don't have a lot of faith, but I remember like, um, you know, I saw two coworkers. One was just always sitting on his break, reading the Bible. And another had a large crucifix that he always wore and it just kind of encouraged me to like, talk more about my faith. So, I mean, in the interactions I have with my coworkers, sometimes I'll just say like, Hey, you know, ask them a few questions about their family, if they have siblings all of that. And like, did you grow up in a house of faith? It's like, you know, or something Did you grow up with any faith in your house or something like that, you know? And it just, the way that I like to lead in and kind of get like easily onto the topic of faith without kind of making it too abrasive or whatever. And I mean, I don't know, like just recently I had a coworker that was a little bit just away from their faith. And she told me that like, Oh, it was so nice to have that encouragement at work um you know and it doesn't happen every time i had another co-worker who was a fallen away catholic and he's like yeah i don't want to talk about faith at work or something like that I'm like all right well um because i just it was him when i heard he was catholic i was trying to ask him like is there something that you don't like about it or you know what makes you kind of stop going uh, But unfortunately he just shut it down real quick but that's i don't know that's what my experience has been the only thing i'm trying to do more of is just like make sure that i'm trying to pray to the holy spirit before i kind of start the conversation to just make sure that it's the holy spirit that's doing the work and not trying to me do it myself or something so
1: Alex, yeah, I, I, I want to say I, but
6: thank you for discussing this
1: yeah appreciate the the you know again the the risk that you're taking and let's be clear you know uh, you know, Alex gets shut down by, you know, a, a lapsed Catholic who says, look, I don't, don't want to talk about that, which is OK. got to respect that. But, it, you know, the fear of being rejected is, you know, what what thwarts us so often. I would say, though, that um, it, as it relates to coworkers and the like, I would be less um, uh, te- not tempted. I would be less likely to ask others questions and more um likely to, for example, I think a, a good way to, to start is you're having lunch with another, with a coworker and, you know, at the beginning to say, you know, would it be okay if, if I said a prayer for, to bless our meal? And if they say no, then okay, just sit in silence and say your prayer. But if they say yes, that's, that's the time not to ask questions, but that's the time to witness. And in that prayer to lift up that other person you know, Lord Jesus, um, thank you for this meal, for this bread that we're sharing. I want to thank you for Alex, who has um, who's really been a blessing in my life. Um, I'm so grateful for him. And I want you to, uh, if you would, please shower him with so many of your, your blessings for him and his family. Uh, he's a good man who's really uh, been, made a difference in my life. Amen. You know, wh- whatever it might be, but where you're engaging others in a witness of what God means to you, who I, and the other thing I would say is that in the workplace, when, when, when folks are struggling, we know they share something that's going on in their life, whether it's professionally or personally to be able to say, can I pray? Would you like me to pray for that? Or, and, and then maybe even to say, would you like to pray about that together now? It's okay if they say no, you know, but those are places where the sacred is, is just, um, obvious, it's an obvious opening, um, to, to make the temporal order just full of the spirit of the Lord. Mm -hmm.
0: Alex, thanks so much for your faithfulness, your fidelity to the Lord's call on your life. I love that, that you pray to the Holy Spirit and going into each one of those conversations and looking for the guidance of the Holy spirit there as well. Thanks for the call, Alex, keep on, keep it up, keep living in accordance with the Lord's call on your life. The next, let's go to Barb calling in from Southern California.
2: Hi. uh, One way I do, about uh, 15 years ago now, I was asked by a priest at a parish to write sort of a weekly little blurb for the bulletin about how our faith is sort of reflected in the scriptures and how do we live that out. And so he moved on to another position, but I took that and make a blog out of it now. So I... Uh, reflect on the lectionary reflections for Sunday. And then I put in things like, how do we pray about this that week? How do we really live it out as a family and as an individual? And I list the catechism um, blurb that's in the lectionary book that goes along with the readings, as well if there's anything in the compendium of the social doctrine of the church that relates to the readings for that week, too. So that's one way as a laity that I sort of uh, live my faith and it enriches my faith because I get to reflect on the reading more in depth than if I just show up at math and listen to them.
1: That's so uh, poignant. I think that you, you are trying to pull from a number of different resources that are, are broad based, uh, which is awesome. The other, I would say is, um, and you mentioned it briefly, but I would say amplify this, share best practices, share how this has you've tried this in your family life and it really has moved the needle or share things that don't work. You know, it's okay. But so often people are wondering, I don't know how. So sharing best practices, I think is just a, it's a huge opportunity uh, for, you know, full conscious and uh, an active engagement of, uh, of the Holy spirit in the life of the laity as they build the kingdom, first and foremost in their family and then out uh, out in the temporal order mm-hmm.
0: Barb, thanks for the blog. That's excellent. I'm glad that you're doing that too. Getting the word out, getting, uh, and I mean that, I guess in both ways, <laughs> getting the word out about Jesus and getting the word himself out to others and embodying the presence of Christ in the world today. Thank you for doing that in, in that specific way. Father, this has been a fascinating conversation and I am, I am heartened by all the great testimonies that we received. And like you said, though, I feel like we could keep talking about this. There's so many different ways and areas to explore. One thing that I might suggest before, uh, before we ask for your blessing, Father, is that if you don't have time to read through the entirety of uh, Apostolicum Actuositatum, then you can certainly go to the Catechism starting around paragraph 897. Um, Yeah, just so people are aware of that so they they might be able to, uh, yeah, read more about the vocation of the lay faithful. All right, Father, we have reached the end of the program for this time anyway. It's been great having you on. May we have a blessing from you before we go?
1: Certainly, and I'll just encourage, read the Acts of the Apostles. That's all there you to, go. Just do yep. there. Yep. Lord God, uh, this time together has been a blessing, uh, and may we take from it uh, whatever you desire uh, so that our lives can be transformed and so that we can renew the face of the earth. Bless us today and always in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
0: Amen. Relevantradio.com slash innerlife is where you can find all our past shows to share them with others as well. Tomorrow on the program, we're talking about the Sacrament of Confession with our spiritual director, Father Patrick Broussard. Coming up next is the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass with our Sullivan Father, Rich Gretchel. Stay tuned for that. Until tomorrow, grace and peace.